Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and this episode is brought to you by Amazon.com. If you plan on doing any online shopping, first go to otrwesterns.com slash Amazon to start your shopping experience today. Well, this episode, normally we do the Lone Ranger. We're going to go ahead and skip that and do a special, uh, mainly because... Uh, legendary actor James Arness, also known as Matt Dillon, on the TV show Gunsmoke, one of the longest-running westerns out there. Uh, it's actually one of the longest-running TV shows, uh, right there next to The Simpsons and possibly Law and Order. So it's definitely uh, surprising to see a show last 20 years. Well, we have the fat, sad news today that he actually passed away at the age of 88. Uh, in his home in L.A., I do believe so. I do want to play a special radio interview somebody had done. I don't remember the exact name. It does say it in the show, just off the top of my head. I don't remember. But this comes from 2008. So, hope you guys enjoy. I'm going to play the entire thing. It's about 30 minutes long. So, like I said, I do hope you enjoy. This is a special episode of Old Time Radio Westerns. And just mainly in memory of James Arness. This is Steve Brewer for Country Classics. My special honored guest this week played the famous role of Marshal Matt Dillon on the longest-running television western series, Gunsmoke, which ran on CBS for 20 years. Yes, I'm speaking of the big man himself, Mr. James Arness. Mr. Arness, welcome to Country Classics. Uh, well, thank you very much, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here talking to you. Thank you. And one of the reasons uh, I had invited you here today to share with our listeners about the big gala for your favorite charity, United Cerebral Palsy, that will be taking place this Sunday, March 30th, at the Beverly Hills Hotel in California. And we'll talk more about that toward the end of the interview. Oh, that's okay. Funny. Now, I see, Mr. Arnez, you are from originally Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's right. <laughs> and you are of German and Norwegian descent. This, this is correct. <laughs> I actually worked on a radio station there before I came out to Hollywood. I see. And also that you are the older brother of fellow actor Peter Graves. That's right, too. <laughs> yeah. He changed his last name right. when he came out here. Was that so the uh, public wouldn't get you too confused? I think so. <laughs> I see. Okay. I also wanted to salute you as a veteran who served during World War, World War II with the U.S. 3rd Infantry Division. And that's, you... Go ahead. Yeah, and, that's, and, you're right, Steve. And you were severely wounded, I see, during Operation Shingle, leading to a lifelong slight limb. Limp. Well, that's true. Um, I, I did get um, a serious wound there. I was in the hospital for a year and a half, mm -hmm. and um, it still bothers me some. I'm 85 now, and mm -hmm. from time to time, it, uh, it, uh, it's hard to walk like I used to with things like that, you know. Right, right. 
Would you mind, if you can, uh, recounting that interesting story of how your squad, the 2nd Platoon, Company E, 2nd Battalion, 7th Infantry, engaged an enemy machine gun in a farmhouse? Um, Can you recall that? Yeah, I certainly do. Okay. It was a, a day that we were um, pinned down by a, a um, sort of a machine, German machine gun nest in a, a farmhouse. Mm -hmm. And myself and another guy were ordered to go up there and um, try to get up the stairs, uh, which in those Italian farmhouses was usually... That that was the the day, and we uh, had to get up there, and it was no mm -hmm. uh, fun. We got up there and fired in there, and you know right. that was it. <laughs> we fortunately yeah. mm -hmm. uh, prevailed at, mm -hmm. on that instance mm -hmm. and got back down. It's, it sounds like a uh, gun uh, gun smoke episode there, <laughs> Marshall <laughs> Dillon moving in. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That for sure. <laughs> And I really found this interesting. Due to your height at the time, six feet seven inches, acting as a depth finder, you were uh, first ordered off your landing craft to determine the depth of the water, and it had come up to your waistline. Uh, <laughs> yes, that, that's true too, Steve. Uh, they ordered me that we were on an LCI, and they have these uh, ramps that lower down into mm -hmm. the water, and they made me go off first they didn't know. they said if i went in over my head they'd have to land somewhere else. <laughs> yeah i see um also you received the bronze star i see the purple heart the european african middle eastern campaign medal with three bronze campaign stars the world war ii victory medal and the combat infantryman badge wow you were really a decorated uh, veteran there i see hmm my goodness, well, you, you certainly uh, did your homework there. I uh, I do have those medals and they're precious uh, to me and my family. I want right. to pass them down to the next generation uh, when I go, you know. Yes, well, and I salute you, sir, uh, as a veteran. Yeah. Now uh, we'll kind of move on into uh, your acting career and tell us how... Uh, you know, you got out of the service. Uh, what led you uh, to Hollywood, I guess, more or less, to say? <laughs> well, I went back home when I was uh, discharged from the Army. I went back to Minnesota, Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And um, as I say, I uh, sort of fell into a deal. Somebody just said I had a good speaking voice or mm -hmm. something. I don't know about that. But I got a job as a radio announcer. Mm -hmm. And I worked there for several months. But then a friend of mine came home from the Navy, and this was just around Christmas. Mm -hmm. And there was about six feet of snow on the ground there. And uh, uh, so we were having dinner downtown, and, I, and he said to me, he knew somebody from California who'd been in the Navy. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, we ought to head out to L.A. there. This is crazy. He'd be sitting around in just blizzards and stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's what we did, and we came out here, and uh, it was wonderful, you know, walk around in your shirt sleeves at night and stuff, and it was, it was great. Been here ever since. <laughs> and that was some... Um 
60 years ago, I guess, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, pardon? Uh, and I guess that was some 60 years ago we're talking about, right? Um, Probably. That was 1946 yeah. that I arrived out Okay. There. Over 60 years then. Yeah. Over yeah. oh, oh, oh. 60. Wow. Though primarily identified with Westerns, you appeared in two science fiction films, The Thing from Another World and Them. And I, as a kid, remember seeing that, The Thing from Another World, and that was probably uh, the scariest movie at the time I had ever seen. You, you did a good job playing that yeah, alien. Well, thank you, Steve. <laughs> Being a close friend at the time with uh, John Wayne, you co-starred with him in a few films, like Big Jim McLean, Hondo, Island in the Sky, and The Sea Chase. That's right. And I was actually, Steve, under contract to his company for about three years. I see. and he, Just prior to Gunsmoke. Okay. And it's reported Wayne said that when he imagined Marshall Dillon, he saw you, Mr. Arnaz, and Wayne even did a television show spot introducing you in the role. We're going to hear that right now. Oh, wonderful. Good evening. My name's Wayne. Some of you may have seen me before. I hope so. I've been kicking around Hollywood a long time. I've made a lot of pictures out here. All kinds. And some of them have been westerns. And that's what I'm here to tell you about tonight. A western. A new television show called Gunsmoke. No, I'm not in it. I wish I were, though. Because I think it's the best thing of its kind that's come along. I hope you'll agree with me. It's honest, it's adult, it's realistic. When I first heard about the show Gunsmoke, I knew there was only one man to play in it. James Arness. He's a young fella and may be new to some of you, but I've worked with him and I predict he'll be a big star. So you might as well get used to him like you've had to get used to me. And now I'm proud to present my friend Jim Arness in... Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke, starring James Arness as Matt Dillon. And there you have it. Um, and that was, what, some 53 years ago, I believe, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> Time passes. Yes, it does. Well, I'm speaking today with the former Marshal of Dodge City, yes, James Arness, who played the role of Matt Dillon on one of the most memorable TV Western series ever from 1955 to 1975. The show was set in Dodge City, Kansas in the 1890s. The series focused on the character of United States Marshal Matt Dillon, and Gunsmoke ran on radio uh, concurrently, I believe, for a few years uh, with the television series, uh, bef uh, uh, along with the television series like many other programs did at that during that time, like The Lone Ranger. I think one of the factors that made the program stand out was the ensemble of cast members. Amanda Blake as, Kitty, as Miss Kitty Russell, who ran the Long Branch Saloon. Veteran actor Milburn's, uh, Milburn Stone, who played the role of Dr. Galen Doc Adams, and Dennis Weaver 
as Chester Good, who played the deputy and loyal assistant to Matt Dillon. And then, of course, later on, Ken Curtis was your deputy in that amusing original character role as Festus Hagen. And, of course, Burt Reynolds was a cast member for three seasons as Quint Asper, the blacksmith. Uh, yes, that, that's right. And, and, and I wanted to bring uh, this interesting point up to you, Mr. Arness. You uh, are, at least up to now, the record is, uh, you hold the record for being the tallest actor ever to play a lead role. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, so, I used to be six foot seven, but I'm kind of bent over now with yeah. arthritis being 85 here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll forgive you. I, okay. couldn't do, I couldn't ride those horses <laughs> like I used to. Yes. So that uh, cast must have been like a second family away from home, wouldn't you say, after all those years working with those people? Uh, well, of uh, course, you know, we're on the reruns on this TV land. Right. I don't know if you get that yes. where you are, but mm -hmm. uh, it's on every day. So I can, anytime I want to see a gun smoke, I can turn it on at uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon and, and watch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it, it's really great. Right. It's wonderful. And how was the camaraderie uh, w with the fellow cast members, even off the set? Uh, were you guys pretty close? Uh, we were extremely close. Uh, we were just, uh, it had to be luck or divine providence or something. We just fit together so well and worked off of each other that uh, that's really, I think, what made the show last because, you know, the shoot 'em up and get, getting the bad guys and all is one thing, but it was those cast members who were just like a family mm -hmm. and uh, I just love seeing the old shows and seeing those uh, wonderful people all of them are so great and uh, it was a great uh, well it was the greatest piece of luck I ever had in my life mm -hmm. was getting that show you know in the beginning the show ran in a half hour format from 1955 to 61, I see, and from 1961 to 75, it uh, ran the one-hour-long format. And by 1966, the show was produced in color, which a lot of programs were switching over at that time. And I have seen the colorized episodes from, say, the last eight or nine seasons of the show, and I've seen the first two seasons, the black-and-white half-hour versions, which I kind of favored personally over the others because, first of all, to me, it was kind of nice to have a drama done with such excellent script writing and storyline all tied together within a half-hour formatted show. And second, Matt Dillon in those early seasons was always on the ball as far as being able to, to me, spot a problem or sense trouble before it actually arrived on his doorstep. And uh, he seemed to always have the upper hand or the drop on the bad guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, of course, the other thing was that I haven't really mentioned, which is actually the main thing that made the show great, was, of course, the writing. Right, yes. Um, uh, the two guys that conceived the whole idea of Gunsmoke and who wrote it and made it work were, you know, really the uh, first... <laughs> responsibility for making the show a success uh, like i always said you just uh, read the words that the other people wrote and hope you can do it well enough right but it's the writing that really puts it together 
And then having a, a compatible cast and everything makes mm-hmm. it adds just the, you know, the top, whipping on, on the cake, you know. Sure, right. If you're just joining us here on Country Classics, my special guest this week is Mr. James Arness, the star of TV's longest-running Western series, Gunsmoke, which ran some 20 years between 1955 and 1975. It was also television's longest-running primetime series with continuing characters. In total, 233 half-hour episodes and 400-hour episodes were filmed. Mr. Arnez, uh, was there a uh, permanent outdoor set that was built specifically for the show, or did the production people use an existing set? Well, actually, our permanent set was on a sound stage at a studio, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where we did. That's where the town street was, and where so much of the activity took place. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> back, especially back in those early years, uh, we could go just outside of Los Angeles, a few miles west. And it was all kinds of wonderful country out there, you know, open mm-hmm. uh, country where we could do just about anything we wanted to. So we had it both ways, really. I see. <laughs> Another interesting fact referencing your leg wound I mentioned earlier in the interview from your uh, from action in World War II uh, in Gunsmoke, Chester Good, played by Dennis Weaver walks around with one bad peg leg, and we see you, we don't notice a thing wrong with you, with you when you walk. <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, right. <laughs> well, uh, I could spot it, but uh, over the years it became a little more obvious that I had a little hitch in my get up there, you know. Yeah. And as time went by, mm-hmm. by the time yeah. I did my last, uh, Gunsmoke show, which was in uh, ni- 1993, mm-hmm. and I was uh, <laughs> stumbling around, around you know, yeah. I decided I better not try to get in front of a camera anymore, yeah. so yeah. I haven't. My leg was really bothering me, and yeah. I was walk- mm-hmm. walking around like uh, you figured, hey, this guy can't be doing this, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it was a great uh, 20 years, and uh, mm-hmm. I still love it and watch him all the time. Gunsmoke took the number one rating in the 1957-58 season, a slot it held through four more years, although it had some slump years. By the 1967-68 season, it regained space in the Nielsen Top Ten, which uh, it held for another six years. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's... That's true, and I, I think that when they finally decided to put put it to rest, uh, we were still somewhere in the top 20. Yeah, I'm so sure. it just had that yeah. lasting power. It did. After the series ended in 1975, you later were in five made-for-television Gunsmoke reunion movies between 1987 and 1994, which you mentioned the last time you got on a horse wasn't yes, for that last one. Yes, two-hour <laughs> Specials. I see. And, and those were good. Those were mm-hmm. real good shows. Right. For your contribution to the television industry, you have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame at 1751 Vine Street. And in 1981, you were inducted into the Western Performers Hall of Fame 
at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And in yeah. 2006, you were inducted into the Santa Clarita, and I say that right, Walk of Western Stars, and gave a related television interview at that time. Uh, that, that's uh, very true. It's just wonderful to, mm -hmm. to have that to, um, you know, be with and all mm -hmm. uh, it, it, those are just wonderful mm -hmm. rewards, and um, I'm, I'm flying high here for <laughs> an old guy of 85. Yes. Well, the second part of the interview, we'll be discussing your favorite charity, you and your, your wife, Janet, and that is United Cerebral Palsy. Uh, for more than 55 years, United Cerebral Palsy, UCP, has been committed to change and progress for persons with disabilities, it was founded in 1949. The national organization and its nationwide network of affiliates strive to ensure the inclusion of persons with disabilities in every facet of society, from the web to the workplace, from the classroom to the community. As one of the largest health charities in America, the mission of United Cerebral Palsy is to advance the independence, productivity, and full citizenship of people with disabilities through an affiliate network. They strive to build a better world for tomorrow, today. The backbone, the backbone of United Cerebral Palsy is the services that are provided by their affiliates. UCP affiliates serve more than 170,000 children and adults with disabilities and their families every day. Their affiliates provide services such as housing therapy, uh, assist, assistive uh, technology training, early intervention programs, individual and family support, social and recreational programs, community living, state and local referrals, employment assistance, and advocacy. Each affiliate offers a range of services tailored to its community needs. United Cerebral Palsy's mission is to advance the independence, productivity, and full citizenship, as I said, of the people with disabilities through uh, an affiliate network. And there have been uh, new discoveries that need uh, funding through research campaigns. And a few of those uh, discoveries are uh, brain injury and uh, stroke with babies. Now, Mr. Inez, I know you and your wife, Janet, would like me and our listeners to know more about your favorite charity, United Cerebral Palsy. And tell us why this char charity is so close to you and your wife on a personal basis. Yes, uh, my wife, Janet, I think is on here. Are you on, Donna? Yes, I am. Hi, Steve. Hi there. My wife, Janet, Steve. Um, the reason that we uh, have been so interested in cerebral palsy is because we have a, a grandson. He's 13 now, and he has a uh, pretty major case of it. He can't uh, walk, and he is in a wheelchair and so forth. So, you know, we're obviously, we're very involved in it and uh, trying to do whatever we can uh, you know financially we contribute to it as much as we can and uh, it, it's really um, as you say something that you wish in this country and we keep reading things to the effect that uh, there may be future ways that uh, even someone like our grandson might be able to uh, uh, make some kind of progress. I don't know specifically what it is, but they're they're mm -hmm. certainly working on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
they've they've done a lot of uh, different studies. Uh, they've done one at UCLA uh, in the hyperbaric chamber, and uh, you, you never know with the research um, that some day it may just break through. But also to help them now, which is so important because uh, our grandson is very intelligent and mm-hmm. um, a wonderful child. Uh, so there are opportunities for him and many other mm-hmm. people, and and by um, donating and helping with the research and mm-hmm. giving to the programs, it sure helps their life. I see. And we're proud to be part of it. And this is you. This has been uh, you've been involved with them for some years now, right? 1995, 1995. we got involved. Oh, I see. Started started Jim's uh, website. Mm-hmm. And uh, why don't you give uh, our listeners uh, that w- your website address, uh, where they can find that and, and the information, what we're talking about. Well, it's uh, just jamesarnest.com, and okay. um, we have a monthly <laughs> newsletter. And, uh, we talk about our lives and uh, mm-hmm. our family and uh, about gun smoke and different uh, little tidbits. It's, it's kind of fun. And, uh, and we have uh, photos up there of uh, the gun smoke. Gang, so it's a, it's a great uh, website. We have a great webmaster and um, a friend Jenny who helps us with it. It's uh, really a kind of a community effort to uh, help with United Cerebral Palsy. Yes, uh, uh, the, the little guy is so wonderful and beautiful little boy. It touches your heart, you know. And we uh, are he's in our thoughts constantly. He and his uh, other brothers and sisters come on. We're, we have them over here at our house uh, often and do things together. And the interesting thing is, one of the interesting things is in the summertime, we, we have, he can jump in the pool. And for some reason or other, of course, it, he can float and use his upper body. Right. Pretty well, and he has a great time in that pool, doesn't he, Don? Well, he does, and also he uh, goes to therapy, and you know they have swim therapy, and they have so many uh, horseback riding therapy. But it's great because he can get in the pool with a uh, bicycle and actually ride the bicycle in the pool. So, um, you know, but the wonderful uh, advancements they're making just in the therapy is so great for these these children and. Uh, I just uh, hope that we can just do as much as we can to promote uh, the donations and and uh, it's a kind of a, um, a, a disability that people don't hear a whole lot about. So I think by Jim coming out and, and talking about it, it's mm-hmm. great. Right. And uh, you know, I was going to say that uh, kind of connecting it back to gun smoke in a way. You know, for 20 years they played Marshal Matt Dillon on Gunsmoke, and I encountered some of the toughest outlaws that the, roamed the West, but cerebral palsy is one enemy that I can't deal with single-handedly. Without the research and the, uh, especially the uh, help from people like you who can make a difference, and uh, that's why this gala event they're having here uh March 30th uh, is so important, and uh, I wanted to thank all of my loyal fans who purchased items from our website. Uh, with 
your help, we can increase our donations to United Cerebral Palsy for research and uh, additional needs. Uh, and then uh, don't forget a portion of all proceeds from uh, my website are donated to United Cerebral Palsy. That's right, Mr. Arnaz. That's this Sunday's Big Gala that's going to take place at the Beverly Hills Hotel in California from 6 p.m. on. They'll have cocktails, dinner, and an auction, and there will also be a presentation of awards. And, oh, that, that's wonderful. <laughs> um, and again, your website is uh, www.jamesarnaz.com. For our listeners, you can go there and check out all this information there. And if you would like to donate directly to United Cerebral Palsy Research and Educational Foundation, uh, you please uh, send it to the following address, uh, Dr. Mindy Asen, A-I-S-E-N, United Cerebral Palsy, 1660 L Street, Northwest, Washington, D.C., 20036. And uh, she has a website, too, for the research. It's www.u research.org and uh, you can make your tax deductible checks payable to United Cerebral Palsy and if you would please put UCPREF in the memo of your check if you can please that's great uh, I hope that this Sunday it turns out to be a great big success for uh, United Cerebral Palsy and uh, also um, all our listeners I hope that you can help out in some way any way you can well, Mr. Uh, Steve, uh, what you're doing is very uh, wonderful thing to to make that known uh, over in the, on the radio that goes around the country and um, might make help a lot of people realize more about cerebral palsy. And uh, right. you're doing a wonderful right. thing there, Steve. Been a pleasure talking. Thank to you. you. I'm I'm happy to uh, uh, sit down and 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 thank you especially. Uh, uh, I want to thank uh, Ms. Ginny Fazer for helping arrange this interview today, being able to chat with you, Mr. Arnez, and, and talk about this uh, great charity, United Cerebral Palsy. Uh, I wish you uh, the best, you, you and your wife, Janet, in the future. We're going to keep watching those reruns and Gunsmoke, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, well, that's great, Steve. It's been wonderful talking to you. I'm so happy. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Take mm, care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's about it for today's program. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Mr. James Arnez. And if you can help out, uh, why don't you uh, give him a, a call or, or at least uh, check out the website for that information there on uh, Cerebral United Cerebral Palsy, okay? Well, uh, it's time uh, for uh, Mr. Theaker to come on board right after this uh, program for FM on Toast Mixed Grill for your listening enjoyment. I need to say goodbye and thank you for stopping by and visiting us here at Country Classics. I hope you can join me next Friday between 3 and 6 a.m. This is Steve Brewer for Country Classics. Take care.
welcome back. I hope you enjoyed this episode of otrwesterns.com. Send me an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. Call, leave me a voicemail, 707-986-8739. Check us out on Twitter, at otrwesterns, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes, otrwesterns.com slash iTunes. This podcast is a proud member of the OT Netcast Network. For more information and a list of all of our shows, go to otnetcast.com. Again, that's otnetcast.com. This episode is copyright 2011 under the attribution non-commercial share like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Uh-huh.